0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of Vezza Talks podcast. I have a good friend of mine, Sam Lepac. Sam LePak is a growth marketer and digital nomad, currently set up HQ in Miami, Florida. He's a real marketer who's helped out big brands such as Shell, Descript, Yacht Life, and Matter. And he was born in Wisconsin. He loves books. He's a big fan of meditation. And of course, he's a sweet man. Nothing goes better than that with a box of donuts every week. Sam, welcome.
1: Good to be here, Stefan. Good to see you again. Thanks for the. I love I love donuts. I, I love that you threw that in there. Donuts, reading like you you just gave them my whole life story already. Like we good to go. They already know they already know a lot about me. Good to you know be what? here. do that.
0: In, I was doing that. In, you're welcome. I was doing that intro, and I thought I'm like, you know what? Let me put a little bit of spice in the end. Not spice, sugar yeah. in the end, and add the donut yeah. part. So I know you're a fan of that. I always see it on your Instagram.
1: Yeah, big big fan of donuts. I tell people I tra- I, eat, I I travel the world to eat donuts. That's that's primarily. That's the first thing I do when I go somewhere. So. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you're right. I remember when you were in Belgrade. Was it last year or 2 years ago? I think it was 2 years ago you're in Belgrade mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yo, Steph, what are some good donut shops here?" And I oh. just started naming this one place. I think it was Nikki Donut. Shout out to Nikki Donut yes. in Belgrade. And it You remember that place?
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How could I forget, dude? Every donut shop I go to, like I just I have like an album in my iPhone that's like literally just donuts and i will go through and reminisce like, oh, this is like a 7.2. This is like an 8.9. Just like the whole thing <laughs> through. <laughs> Love donuts. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Before we get into like growth marketing and your background, what's your best donut? What was the best? And where, oh, and where was it?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So I live in Miami right now and my favorite donut place in the world is called the Salty Donut. And they just released this. They have it every single year. And they just had it for Miami Music Week. It's essentially a sticky bun inside of a brioche donut. So it's like literally you get the donut Mm -hmm. part and you bite in. And then you get like the the yogurt-based like – it's a yogurt-based like frosting on it. And it's like a sticky bun inside. And it's just like – your grandma Ooh. made it and just pulled it right out of the oven. It is to die for. It's nice. phenomenal. So uh, I got nice. like six or seven of those and powdered those this week. It was phenomenal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I well, a on it. <laughs> what I co- when I come down to Miami later this year, man, we're, we'll stop by the Salted Donut and try those. Absolutely. Yes. I'll, t- I'll take you there. First thing we're going to do. <laughs> sound, sounds good, Sam. Sam, let's get into you know who you are as a guy. I know you're, you're a big proponent of traveling, living a digital lifestyle and of course you know you have a really strong career in growth marketing and you have quite the track record with the types of companies you worked with men. you know tell our listeners a little bit more about you, who you are, how you got started off in growth marketing and where you want your career to take you
1: Yeah, absolutely so a little background. I one of the best things I did was studying outside of the US went to Sweden and my buddy was a digital nomad at that time and to me like being able to work wherever you wanted to, and just travel everywhere it was like magic so I was like I want to you know have this magic magical lifestyle so uh, I looked at kind of like what I'm good at what can make me money what could do that and then across that Venn diagram I was like hey you know being a digital nomad and working in tech was that kind of pathway to get there so uh, I ended up uh, interning for an Airbnb I think it was a luxury yacht charter company think of like Airbnb for private yachts and uh, leading their growth or leading their marketing and their product development team there for a couple of years and then I woke up one day. I was like, "I was like, this is fun, but like helping rich people get on yachts is not really a real problem. Like, there's other problems to be solving, you know." So I, I ended up leaving that, and I just started traveling full time, and uh, I was working at an agency, working with lots of um, different companies like Shell, Descript, uh, uh, Varo, etc and uh, B2B, B2C, all that fun stuff. And we, we grew we grew from, there was a handful of us to like over 100 in a matter of like two short years. So really scaling a lot there uh, while I was traveling full-time. And part of this was during COVID. So like that was another, you know, a whole another uh, <laughs> it felt like a whole nother job and <laughs> a whole nother like part of my yeah. career. Um, and then shortly after that, I started, during COVID, I wrote a book to help people basically uh, convince their boss to work remotely, you know, and that was kind of the first step in, um, you know becoming a digital nomad Is being location independent and I was helping a lot of people with that and somebody's like Hey, can I like pay you to like be my coach and help me do this? And I was like, sure Why not? So I helped some people during COVID do that and then I transitioned to doing like part-time just consulting work And then full-time on that business, but I'll be honest what ended up happening was I ended up doing something that I wasn't happy with to make money and that's ultimately sometimes like when we're kind of faced with that and I was like, I'm making money. This is doing okay, but like, I'm not happy with it. So I just took like four months off and said like, Hey, like I just, what, some of those big questions, like what's really important, you know, cause these are some of our best years of our working lives and career uh, before, you know, potentially other, um, you know, responsibilities, etc. And I just said like, Hey, like, you know, mm-hmm. what do I want to do with my time? So, um, I looked kind of more like a social responsible, still in the tech, still like kind of like, a team that needed that growth person and i ended up finding matter and i've been there for about two years um and it's been just really fulfilling in terms of not only just a a better work-life balance but also just really focusing on one business Um, it's really helped me to be able to even enjoy my travels even more and really disconnect so i can you know have fun at on the nights and like go like going out on the weekends doing fun adventures etc so uh, it's really it's really helped me find that balance and be between the two. But uh, aside from that more in the free time Like and you know, I get up kind of more I know some people might hear like daily routine, but me if I get up my faith is number one in my day So that's number one my girlfriend's number two So that's number two and then usually my health and I start my work day and then at the end usually in the afternoon or night I might take a break and meditate or I will you I'll, I'll, I'll read a little bit. I'm a big fiction fan so reading about like the awesome. expedition to Antarctica right now. So that's a little bit Very of background nice. there. Hopefully that, that paints a good picture for some people.
0: <laughs> it definitely paints a good picture, man. And whenever I talk about you to like my family and friends about Sam, I would say this man is the most interesting man in the world. You know? <laughs> Not only has he traveled all around the world, but you you are such a deliberate person, right? You test everything in your life from like the meditations to reading different books to traveling all yeah. around the world. You, you can say that you've lived more than the average person our age, you know, because you've seen so much. and You have all these different perspectives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think what was helpful, and this might sound like counterculture, but like getting away from society and getting away from like mm-hmm. family, friends and conformity really helped me challenge some of those things. And like look at my life and say like, okay, you know, you've got 24 hours in a day. What do you want to do with it? And like usually where society says like, oh, you should do this and you should do that because that's what everybody else is doing. Like that really helped me understand yeah. like who I was and like put those challenges. Cause like I, I failed a ton. I messed up a lot and I still do all the time. Like I had these like, oh crap moments. Like if i like every like, you know, few weeks cause I'm not having them. It's like, I'm not growing fast enough. And so yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like travel. This is kind of adds to it, but travel, I believe the, the one of the best things that helps you accelerate the process to figuring out who you are Lots of people are like, oh my goodness, like I learned so much about other cultures and other people. And like, yeah, you definitely get exposure to those environments and it makes you appreciative of maybe what you have. But really what I think that traveling does is it helps you ade- like helps you learn who you are faster because you try all these things. Right. You're like, oh, what is this? Like like for example, I spent two months in Thailand doing Muay Thai fighting just to learn I don't like getting punched in the face. So like it took me that time to figure that out, right? But, then, but even though like I didn't love that, what it does is not not that I'm like, oh, well that sucks. I wasted two months. It's like, well that's great because I'm getting closer to what I actually want. It gets me there even closer. It gets me even there faster. So like the stuff I do now is because I've tried tons of things. Like whether it be different meditation apps, whether it be just like when I like timings of the day, whether it be um, just anything. Like really, I've tried lots of different like routines and stuff that makes me happy and feel fulfilled. Uh, but like everything you see now it's like very curated from all of those things from like oh this didn't really fit in or this didn't fit in and and it adjusts over time like as whether you're traveling whether you're in one location longer whether you're in a relationship all those other commitments and and responsibilities like you have to continue to evolve that so that's kind of like the lens that i that i use that through is like just like brute force let's just dive 100 percent in make it easy like like for me for like another one is like the gym like people probably talk about this is like how do you simplify it like i just first yeah. first six months of go to the gym Stefan, dude i just i just showed up to the gym man i didn't even work out i remember i remember my my best friend and, and former business partner i travel with evan he'd go to the gym with me and i couldn't even do a pull-up he would like help me like with a band and everything like that and he was you know he's yeah. you know he, he was, you know, lack of better words, he's a little bit embarrassed for sure from, you know, being, being associated with me in the gym, but, you know, just building that habit, that little thing, you know, how to, how to just simplifying it down. So yeah. that's kind of more of that, that thought process and like that approach for, for getting that, but like to where, where I am, but it's still like a fun, never ending type fun thing, but yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and the way you curate, you know, that old adage, right? How you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. And huh. you curated your life with such different experiences and you're all about personal growth and self growth and now your career as a growth marketing specialist, it literally correlates with each other, right? So it's like, how how does everything that you do outside of work translate to your creativity at work, for example, at Matter?
1: Ooh, yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, when I, when I was at the agency, I worked a ton. I worked like maybe 12, 14 hours a day. Like it was kind of burnout culture and like I was dragging from that. But now that like I've really prioritized and 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 um, prioritized like my outside life where it's like not a mess, like I'm kind of OCD, like organized and everything like that. When my outside life is is not a mess and it's organized, it actually helps me be able to be more focused on my work and I work less. So it was that that mm-hmm. took me that concept took me a long time to understand, um, like right. many years, and I still don't even understand it. But it's like having like having your outside life actually helps you more work, more, gives you more clarity, gives you more focus. And like, mm-hmm. one of the ways that, like I was really bad at a point. Like, I think one, I hadn't taken a vacation in four years of my professional career of entering the workforce. And my boss literally had to lock, my CEO had to literally lock me out of Slack. And he's like, you need to take a vacation. And I was like, I do? He's like, yeah, he's like, you can't check Slack, you can't check email, nothing. And so he locked me out, you yeah. know, check it. And he asked, like, and it didn't really click for me. And at that time, but then like a, a few weeks later, he asked me, he's like, Sam, what do you do every night? I was like, I go to sleep. He's like, why do you sleep? I was like, because I need fuel for my body to rest, to do things. He's like, that's exactly why you take breaks. That's why exactly why you take working. They stop working because it's fuel for your work. And like, literally, I'm not even joking. like that just clicked. And I was like, okay, this is why. And like, when I get those, when I get those things that challenge the way i believe or the way i think like those strong opinions like loosely held that type of like uh, uh thought uh thought that people have like that instantly changed for me i was like okay i get it great and I, and I changed like literally right from there and i think that's like from the discipline being able to do that but that's definitely easier said than done um, but it really helps me that outside and focusing on that has really helped me fuel to my focus get more clarity My day, and then also taking like time to think in my work. Like, I block off Friday morning for two hours just to think, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, because we we, we go through like the business and we're working, we're working, but sometimes we don't think what we're working on. We're so focused on being in the business rather than working on the business, and so right,
0: right, that's that's amazing. I need, I need actually help with that. That's why my going to Q2 now, I need to focus more on thinking rather than doing, right? Cuz I do a lot of doing especially in the last couple of the weeks. It's been really busy here at Veza. And now I want to, you know, take a step back and I made a commitment to my leaders in the business that, you know, this year I'm supporting them. I'm being a supporting asset instead of like a leader, wow. right? So I want I want them to be leading their different divisions and whatnot and and so far it's going according to plan, but sometimes, you know, you get pulled into things, right? And um, I got to I got I got to have more boundaries as to what I get pulled into compared to what I'm able to be pulled into, right? And so um, I'm going to take your advice on that, you know, taking thinking breaks and blocking your calendar off of that. Do you literally have it blocked in your calendar, like thinking break, two hours, don't yep. book? Interesting. Yep, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Sometimes Very it cool. gets overbooked, but I, I still make the two hours. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Totally, man.
0: Totally. So how does, like, talk to me more about, you know, obviously matter. You want to maybe talk about what matter does?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So matter in, like a one liner, it's team recognition, celebration and rewards all inside of Slack or Microsoft Teams. So that's like the one liner, essentially what it is, if you use Microsoft Teams or Slack, it's an application built inside of there. So you don't have to, to give like kudos to give feedback, add coins, redeem for like gift cards, donations, company rewards, essentially it helps team members establish a recognition habit called feedback Friday. That's where all that, that action takes place. Uh, but the secret sauce is that it's it's a habit building and then also uh, it is inside of Slack and Teams. That's like the one of the biggest value props because other softwares, you have to go into the app, you have to download, you have to sign up, create an account. It happens where your meaningful com- communication already takes place. So those are kind of like the biggest thing. Um, yeah, we're, we're a smaller team, but um, we're... Obviously with the economic situation, we're focused on profitability, not where it's kind of like growth at all costs, where that's kind of a mantra a few years ago before uh, the whole shift in like VC funds and their thesis. And so uh, we're definitely on track to be profitab- prof- profitable very soon. So we're excited about that, um, you know, from just a you know sake of a, of a security standpoint, um, a stability standpoint. So uh, we're, we're excited right. about that. We're a small team. Uh, and it's funny. We definitely had some turnover, a little bit—not turnover, but like just we we're econo- impacted by the economic times. But uh, one of the things that you know, I think people like—they don't realize in a startup is that besides it being a different set of skills—is that like sometimes when your team is smaller, you grow much faster, and you lose your ego mm-hmm. when you're a smaller team. Like for example, when we were maybe 15 or so, like it was—it afforded me time to work on stuff that I was more like. Oh, like I think we should do this I'd like to do this because this is what my ego says but when you're a smaller team it really forces you to be like okay like I don't have time to do this I can only have time to do the most important things and so like that has really helped me look at matter from the framework of you know if we only had 30 days of cash left like what would I do like and just do those things regardless if I like to do them or not like that's what we would need to do to survive so like that's really helped um kind of Reset that that focus and also like look at it from that lens. So I know I know I did, uh, You know moved around a little bit there from from what matter is to kind of <laughs> how, how the approach is but I uh, hope that gives people an insight of kind of what matter is
0: Yeah And as a growth marketer now, how are you approaching this uvc thesis of you know profitability? Um, less bigger checks written to companies for growth. Yeah. Um, as a growth marketer, how, how do you see you know the twenty twenty three year happening, and how like your responsibility matter? How are you increasing the profitability from your day to day job?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, good questions. I think I think about it again. It's it's towards profitability, not as much like hey, let's just get cash in the door, but like profitable. So that might be like hey, how do we more efficiently spend, even if that's cutting back spend. Uh, and then mm. being honest with yourself that we can't scale. Uh, but I think about it uh, more from a, an awareness standpoint. One thing that always helps me is like uh, awareness. And so, what we've done is basically we take our growth metrics and like our sales metrics and we literally bring it every single Monday. And it's like an all hands. Everybody knows like your North Star metrics. Everybody knows like the three inputs that that go into that, whether it be like cost per free trial starts, it's so, like cost per acquisition, mm-hmm. your cost per um, you know percent who upgrade, things like that. Because it's a SAS model. Um, and then like looking at that, that LTV to CAC, like everybody knows that North Star metric, our ARR, and then everybody knows like those percentages and how we're doing from a weekly and a monthly basis. So it's really just a team all in like this is what we're focused on. And we even have like our backlog, like our, 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 pro- our product roadmap is, uh, you know, prioritized based on that. We say like, hey, these like, here's our goal. Like, how do we increase ARR? That's our North Star metric. And then we look at, we have like initiatives and we literally just go together. It's like, okay, it's like kind of like the ICE framework where it's like, what is our impact? Like, what is, you know, how much you know, effort is it going to be, et cetera. And we just all go together and we're like, this is what the score is. We agree on it. And then it's prioritized based on that list. Just so it, we're all focused Amazing. on ARR. We're all focused on like what we need to do to grow, and it's it's very unselfish. It's just like, hey, this mm. is what this is what uh, we need to do, and we do it even if it's not like, hey, I'm excited about it type thing. Like I'm I'm working on doing a lot of sales stuff and collateral right now. Like I'll be honest, I'm not a salesperson by trade. I'm more of like acquisition and digital and more of the marketing side of it. But like you know, I've I, I, that that's what we need to do to win and to grow and more to survive. Like that's what I'm gonna do. So that's kind of the 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 mindset that we've 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 shared with everybody it's not just siloed in growth it's like everybody's responsible to some standpoint for for growth or that's like their right. that's their uh focus during the day
0: how how was that new culture shift communicated was it done over like one meeting or over times from your ceo constantly repeating it how how did that dilute down to to people working on a day-to-day basis
1: yeah I, I think this our my ceo definitely started with it where it's like because the CEO and I would always we'll always talk about metrics and talk about numbers, uh, but then we we had some people kind of like wonder like okay like why am I doing these things like they were they maybe losing a little bit of momentum, and where it's like okay like it, it, when you, when you have like the ability of what you're working towards and you can see that number constantly grow, especially like a number like ARR, it gets people hyped about it. Like we invited everybody into like we use Stripe as our payment processor, like we got everybody into like our payments channel. So like you can see when we land a big deal everybody's visible it gives people that motivation that 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 excitement about it we also use our own tool Matter. so it's like that recognition is shared across or it's like hey like you yeah. built this you built this feature it directly got it you know impacted ar this way so like a lot of times when other teams like non-growth they can't see that their effort is correlated to that and that was where the ceo is like hey we all are a team player we're all part of this but it feels like sometimes like growth might get more of the credit or somebody else might get more of the credit but it's like everybody's impacted on that, and so I think that it was really driven from the CEO to be like, you know, we all we all are making impact to the ARR, and then this is how we're doing it. So getting that visibility, and that <clears throat> awareness, uh, to do that was really um, driven by that CEO. By the CEO. But uh, maybe to directly answer your question, the last part of your question, uh, it, it started primarily with the conversation between the CEO and myself to say, hey, how can we, you know, how can we do this? And that was just bringing it more into like, uh, you know, standups, weekly planning. Um, and then making the dashboard available to everybody, more visibility, Slack channels, et cetera.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that that's really good. You know, I think a lot of companies are taking a very similar approach, whereas where you're product-based, our industry is service-based, so a lot of service-based companies are starting to scale back. Um, but, you know, based on, like, what I talked to with our advisors and the rest of our partners, you know, like, a lot of agencies are actually scaling up now because it's, it's, like, it's a cash flow business. You know, our services... Are going to be in demand whether it's an up market whether it's a low market people are always going to want digital marketing services whether it's web design seo demand generation uh CRO, anything for that matter right and so we took a little bit of a different approach at veza we're now in uh in, in a offensive mode where we're now you know nice. taking up market share investing more in seo investing wow. more in pr scooping up some talent here and there mm-hmm. wherever we can and we, we actually took we're probably going to do this up until the end of q2 beginning of q3 and then um, Q3, Q4, we're going to take a, a more of a defensive position and really just you know hunker down and focus on our white label marketplace and start growing that nice. side of the business out. But until then, we're going you know full speed ahead. We're we're basically we're growing. We're we're getting more market share in specifically the B two B SaaS space as a service provider. And um, yeah, it's been it's been great. We invested a lot in tools. Um, our PR campaign just started now on last Friday, so getting a lot of good hits on on there it's uh it's good man and and this podcast too like you know this for us is not only as a a brand building tool but it's a voice it's a voice for people like you who are marketers who live a really interesting lifestyle because all the people at VESA, they follow a very similar culture and lifestyle as well and our client and partner companies are also in that sphere right so when we were planning up this VESA Talks podcast I made a short list of people I want to speak to right Obviously, you came on that list, right? Because I'm like, you know what? Sam (laughs) is the ideal person. He's a growth marketer. He works at a SaaS company. And he lives an interesting lifestyle. On the list. Let's go.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it's a good, interesting, or bad interesting. But, you know, you make your own It's a good interesting. (laughs) Yeah, let let the listeners find out.
0: Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. man. You're welcome. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I love love that you, you, you... you, you focused on like you know offensive or defensive modes and like broken it down by like quarter. Cause like, I, I'm assuming it's probably maybe a little more c- cyclical business too, where it's like, you know, in like the holiday months towards the end of the year, it's like, okay, people are kind of like in vacation mode and they're getting ready for the next year. So I love that you broke that down and like you're focusing on like the bigger picture of that, um, especially like as a leader and you've really empowered, um, as you were talking about earlier, like empowered team members to be like, hey, like how can I be supportive of you? That's like the ultimate leader yeah. in my eyes. Like I've never felt more supported by my CEO now, you know, like he's just like, he's just awesome. Like just to be empathetic, listen to, throw ideas out there. But like, he gives me that trust. He's like, hey, I believe in you type thing. And I think that's great. And I, and I love, you know, hearing that, 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 you know, you're, you're doing that with your team. That's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. It's uh, it's gonna be a really interesting year, a really interesting 2023. There's a lot of things moving in different directions and what i'm most excited about is this podcast we have running and our white label marketplace but as to me it's like you know i'm giving a platform to people like you to really share their experiences because my team's going to be listening to this i know the teams at our partner and client companies are going to be listening to this podcast you know we have a, a pretty large newsletter of people that you know we've worked with in the past and so um you know you, you whatever you say and your voice is going to resonate with someone right so i want this this year, I want this platform to be an educational part of Vezza Digital, as Vezza talks and bring on leaders like yourself, man. So I have a question for you. Well, it's a question <laughs> for you. That's have a question for yourself. All right. So <laughs> what's one question I didn't ask you that you would ask yourself? Oh, that's a good
1: question. One question I didn't ask. <laughs> you got me here, Stefan. Um, I think like maybe like maybe like a mindset or something like that, like how I think about like work versus play, like kind of an encompassing motto type thing. Maybe I don't know. Uh, that's maybe the one thing. But like I I think I think a lot of questions you've asked have been really have been really great. I appreciate giving me, like kind of an open mic and and at the the style that you have in the format. Um, I think that maybe like I was thinking about it actually before. Uh, I was like, okay, maybe like kind of anticipating like what you might ask. And I've been asked, maybe it's kind of like, oh, what do you what do you think about, like, how do you, what's something that like, kind of symbolizes, like, encompasses, like, life, or how you think about, like, work? And, like, for me, I think from, like, like a life standpoint, it's just, like, like, and I kind of live my life by this, and it's evolved, but it's just kind of, like, it's important just, like, to, like, take a step back from your life and ask yourself, like, are you having fun? And, like, if you're not having fun while doing it, like... Whether not, I mean, you don't always love your work and everything like that. But if you're not having fun, like, what are you doing? Like, something needs to change. Brother. Whether it be like in your personal life, whether it be in your professional life, if you're not happy and having fun, like, do something about it. You know, you can choose to be happy every single day, and you wake up, like, you, you you're you're in full control of doing that. So, you know, that's something within your reason choice. So I, I just, you know, maybe that's kind of a lens for people to think about. Uh, I, again, like kind of I mentioned from like a work standpoint, like mine, mine used to be like I think uh, I think for some people it's stereotypical it's like you know a job you should a career should be like learning or earning or both or better or you should do something else but I think really from like a startup mindset, it's like how do you like where's your ego coming into your work you know we all have one you know how do we like separate our ego from like the work we're actually doing because I think that that helps provide a lot of clarity and focus and you know what what you're doing and fulfillment as well so uh, I think just ways to remove your ego. And like for me, the way I do it's like, you know, like I said earlier, like, you know, if we had 30, 30 days of cash left, what would we do? You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and just do that. So whether whether we're excited about it or not as excited about it. So I think that those are some ways that, you know, two, two ways to think about work and, and fun <laughs> in life. Excellent, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think you're, you're a living example of having fun and, you know, work hard, play hard. Yes. Right? And so you've achieved, would you say right now in your life that you've achieved work balance, work-life balance?
1: Um, It's better. It's much better. It's been a progress. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever get to like, I I think, I think, I think 90 year old Sam. This is how I kind of look at a lot of like make a lot of decisions, especially big decisions in my life. Like I make it from like 90 year old Sam on his deathbed looking back or hopefully mm-hmm. 90 plus, knock on wood here. It used to be 80 and then I went up to 90. Um, but but <laughs> I look I look back and I'm like, healthy lifestyle. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 10 a few years ago, no, it would've been 80. If I would have <laughs> 80, we'd've been good. But 90, like 90 year old Sam looking back like, I just asked himself like, would he be proud of that? And that was like part of it with like the yacht where I was like helping rich people get on a yacht. I was like, 90 year old Sam looking back wouldn't be happy. He wouldn't be proud. He'd be like, you know, and mm-hmm. so, like, I use that to like filter a lot of my decision making, especially big decisions where I have to like come to peace with both sides of it. And yeah, I think that that, I think Sam at that age, a ninety year old ninety year old Sam would be. I think he would he, he would see progress in the work life balance compared to where I was a few years ago. I think there's a lot more to go, whether it be like focusing more time on my faith, whether it be like on relationships, etc. Uh, But I think, I think he'd be happy with the progress I've made, but I still see it as like, I'm further, further, further away, you know, there's more to be done, you know, but, but, but don't mind the gap, mind the gain sometimes too, you know, like all the progress Mm -hmm. you already have made rather than look at this, Mm -hmm. like the end of that, that gap where it's like, oh, I'm never going to get there because that's perfection and and that's unrealistic and unhealthy to strive for. So I think, I think, yeah, I think I'm making progress there.
0: Yeah, you work with a lot of mental models, right? Where you're, it's like you're looking at yourself yeah. at 90 years of age and like you look back and say, okay, how do I come to peace with both sides of this coin that I'm going to make a decision on, right? And that's a challenge, man. That's not an easy thing to do, make a decision like that. <laughs> yeah. Because it and... in, in the heat of the moment, you know, both options are good, you know? Yeah. So it's like, how do you even go to decide that? I got to try that one day and, and see... I got some decisions to make soon, you know, as well on a personal level and a business level. And I just got to make sure that I'm, you know, satisfied and happy with what I've decided to do. And I'm going to try that mental model out. What are some other mental models you use? Oh,
1: I so I actually have like a whole set of frameworks. Now you're gonna think I'm really like nerdy and like this side of, side of me you're like, oh my goodness, this guy's like a robot or something like that. I uh <laughs> I have these other frameworks that I've like accumulated over time and made spins onto them. So like I basically the, the goal of it is like all awareness. So like I believe like kinda like of yellow car phenom where it's like if I were to give you a hundred dollars for every yellow car you'd see, you'd start seeing a ton of yellow cars, right? And so you just have more awareness. It's more a part of your life. So I have some frameworks that I use. I use like a spreadsheet of life. Basically it's like holding me accountable. It's like, it's literally like bullet points. Like what are three fulfillment points of my day? And then I basically do like, did I work out, meditate, faith, and then read. And it's just like to help me keep on track there. And then, um, I have a weekly journal. I take 10 minutes a week, end of Sunday, reflect. Three fulfillment moments, three wins, and then a short thing like a quote or something like that that really impacted me a moment in the week. Um, and then besides that, every single every single like quarter, I do either like a fear setting exercise by like, Tim Ferriss, a mm. uh, a life list by Don jo- Jean Paul De Joria, uh, um, uh, or a false belief framework. I do those like rotating every quarter. And it's just like 10 minutes 10 15 minutes like it's really simple it sounds like intensive and aggressive it's not it's 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 very simple and then every year my birthday i take the day off of work and i write a birthday letter to myself i basically reflect on the last year month by month just kind of like you know one to two sentences and then i i foolishly predict the future year Um, and then one day i'll have like a birthday book so i've been doing that for maybe three four years and then every three four years Every three, four years, um, I do like a vivid vision, whether it be like lifetime, whether it be 10 years. I mean, and it might, again, sound like a lot, but I try to keep it time boxed to 15, 20 minutes. You know, what I really think about that. And then the most the most, the most, most important one, and the most important one that I do is basically a personal values and, and, and beliefs uh, doc. It's basically every, I read it every single month, the first Saturday of the month. Uh, that's when I do these things. Um, and. I literally just read down my like 10 personal values and like maybe a few words, a few ways I view the world. It just bring awareness. That's all it is. You know, it might take me a minute to read the doc, but I just do that. And then I'll maybe update it every, you know, two, three years. And it's cool to see like, you know, if you really want to look back, I usually don't, but it's like, you can see like, you know, how your views and what's important to you has changed over time and how you view the world. So those are some like frameworks that I do. Um, again, it sounds like a lot, but it is just, it's very simple. It's very short. Um, but it's important for that awareness, um, to, to have those things that you are focused on in life and that do bring you fulfillment and do bring you happiness that you move towards those.
0: Excellent. Sam, whenever I speak to you, I, I feel like I get 1% smarter after this. <laughs> I hope all the listeners feel the same. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. You give me, wow. you, you give me a lot of ideas. I'm just like, talking about all these different things. I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I should be doing that. I should do that. I should do that. Good point. Wow. Really good. The thing I struggle with sometimes is like when I start something, I don't stay consistent with it unless it's really, really interesting. The one mm-hmm. thing that I'm consistent with is praying. I'm consistent Good. with journaling every morning. I'm consistent with the gym and I'm consistent with work. All those other things that you mentioned, it's kind of all over the place, you know. It's I it's gotta tough. do one thing really well, build a habit and then go to the next. Like meditation for me, I don't want, I don't wanna open that book. Like I've tried I've tried <laughs> today. And I just couldn't Stop. do it. I just, my mind is running at, you know, 300 kilometers an hour, 300 miles an hour, excuse me. And, you know, for me, it's, it, it gets, it gets really complicated sometimes just to sit down and find time in the day to sit, close my eyes and just clear my mind, you know, and yeah. it's something I'm eventually going to get to, but, you know, I'm happy with my routine now, but I will, I will try that mental exercise of being 90 years of age and looking okay. back on my decisions that I have to make.
1: Yeah, man. And and, and and like the way the way to think about it too is just like, what's the most important thing to you? You know, and then work work back mm-hmm. it from that way. And and I think I think right. that you you've got a great routine. Like not m- many people I talk to like they don't have anything, and that's okay. Like it's okay if you mm-hmm. don't have anything, but you just have to start. You just have to take one foot forward. The biggest thing is not that is not like taking a step forward, but just or sorry, it's not just taking steps. It's about making forward progress. You know, progress can be like all over the place, but all it is is just one foot in front of the other, even though if you might not see the light at the end of the tunnel, you need to have that blind faith or that blind, you know, trust in yourself and that faith to continue moving forward when you don't, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel and and celebrate. I think, I think one of the biggest, biggest things that people don't do is celebrate, whether it be big wins Mm -hmm. or small wins, like... When either like Evan and I like we get a raise or something like that or something happens like we go out and celebrate You know or like yeah. if something happens like I'm finishing up a podcast. I've been listening to uh, Like a, a or a, it's a series a challenge uh, on, on the hollow app shout out to hollow their meditation uh, Christian or faith-based meditation app and I'm gonna do Bible in a year and I'm gonna you know for 365 episodes I'm gonna celebrate that, you know, I'm gonna do something just, just something small, even though it seems so insignificant finishing up, you know, like a, a series a podcast series, like that's mm-hmm. important to celebrate that build on that momentum mm-hmm. and people just mm-hmm. sometimes don't take a moment to pause and pause for beauty or pause to celebrate, you know? Um, yeah. cause life, life will yeah. go by pretty quickly. So <laughs> hopefully, <Yep. laughs> exactly. yeah, but love the momentum you're making. That's awesome, dude. I'm really proud of you.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you guys. It wasn't easy. It's one of those things where, you know, you just got to show up every single day, roll with the punches, roll with the claps and, you know, just be consistent with that one thing. Right. And for me, I was able to create a lifestyle similar to yours, where I have a base in Eastern Europe, but I'm able to travel anywhere in Europe, anywhere I want in the world at any given point. Right. So I'm really excited about this year because November 1st, I'm moving to Dubai and I'll be there. Congratulations of the year. Thank you. Thank you. Setting up basically wow. there, so it's going to be interesting. Wow. New chapter of yeah. my life. Yeah.
1: You 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 you'll do you'll do wonderful there. I'm excited for you and I'll definitely have to come visit. <laughs> That's a, that's 100%. awesome! Oh my goodness! Uh-huh. Maybe in the summer. 100%. I went there when I was. I went there like a few years ago, and it was the summer. It was like forty degrees Celsius. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, nah. Like I went in the ocean, and I'm not even joking. You, it was hotter in the ocean than coming out. Like I got, and I was like, oh, turn around! I ran out, and I was like, cooling <laughs> down outside of there. Oh, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But it was too hot, so I got to come for, at a different time sure, of the man. year.
0: <laughs> for sure, I'll, I'll be there. Like my goal is to be there November 1st till March 31st or March 1st. And I'll be there while it's, while it's cold in Europe and North America, I'll be warm and sunny in Dubai. So I do Ah, hope to see you there later this year at some point or earlier next year. It'll be great to see you.
1: Absolutely, man. Likewise. Ah, that's exciting.
0: Awesome, Sam. Well, it was great having you on this Talks podcast. You gave me a ton of value. I hope our listeners feel the exact same about everything that you said. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Sam. It was great. Cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm. I'm. If, if people have questions or whatever, I'm either on Twitter or Instagram is probably the best way. Just my name, or if you want to email me about Matter or anything like that, Sam at MatterApp um, But yeah, appreciate appreciate the time and, and uh, great conversation as usual. Um, I'm excited to see you again. I know we, we've when we've seen each other, we've been all over in Belgrade. We were in Budapest. That was a fun day. I was thinking about that, you know, that was a good time, man. So I'm excited to see again, wherever in the world it may be. I'm sure that our paths will cross before, before we know it.
0: 100%.